So I would be a shitty coach if I didn't lovingly call that out and say, hey, like I'm I'm seeing that we're driving right now. Probably not a good time to close your eyes and do some somatic work, (laughs) right? Like that's not. And and then on the other end, it's the coach's responsibility to show up and deliver what they say they're going to do. If I was driving the car and showed up trying to deliver a coaching call and I'm driving, like, first of all, no fucking way. But also, like, can you imagine? So the same standard has to be met in the middle for both parties. And that's where they're 100% and the other party's 100% meets in the middle for the 200%. Like, there has to be some agreement on what those highest, lowest standards are. Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. I'm Molly Austin. I'm Emily Fitz, and we are your once typical online business and fitness coaches who got fed up with the coaching industry's toxic culture. We're navigating a new era of entrepreneurship, one that's rooted in truth, integrity, and honesty. Whether you're in a next level of expansion, have been burned by the industry, or are just getting started and not sure where you fit, we're covering everything from lessons learned, industry trends, and having straight to the point, no BS conversations about what it actually takes to lead the way in this new paradigm. Let's get straight to the point. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Straight to the Point series with your hosts, Emily Fitz and Molly Austin. We are here today with our first official female guest on the show, which is such an honor, Carrie Ford. She is the CEO and founder of Elevate with Carrie, which is an elite transformational coaching movement and luxury brand that is dedicated to serving and elevating women's emotional intelligence and whole body high performance. Her unique online influence and programs have transformed the lives of thousands of women across the globe. She is an international motivational speaker, author, event host, and global authority on women's wellness. She's spoken alongside 50 other top industry experts, neuroscientists, doctors, and authors in the personal development industry. She also has advanced training as a behavior change specialist. She was awarded by IFAH as one of the top 100 global visionaries and most recently was awarded the best women's personal development platform CEO in 2023. She's also a dear friend and mentor and sister and expander. And we are so grateful to have you as our first female guest on the show. Welcome, Carrie. Oh my God, first female guest. I didn't know this. this is yes. Awesome. yes. <laughs> yeah, we had Scott on uh, as our oh. first guest. I mean, union for the win, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and um, it was actually, you know, just sparked by our conversation and our connection. You know, I will speak for myself. I was really <clears throat> walking through my own sort of dark night of the soul last year and watching a lot of the ways that my relationship to the coaching industry was changing. And it was really beautiful to just reignite my sisterhood connection with you through, you know, my process and walking through that. And Carrie and I actually met in a coaching container called Clients Online, which mm-hmm. was ran by, um, oh God, what's her name? I'm Mallory, Mallory, Mallory Tadimi. Mallory Tadimi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And we met in this program, which was like all about building your funnel and getting your offers out there and getting your first clients online. And I was like mm-hmm. setting up Facebook ads and funnels. Like oh I had, honestly, I had no business being in that program from where I was, but I didn't even tested organic marketing. Yeah. Like it was, it was the whole thing, but it was so divine because Carrie and I were in the same cohort, you know, we kind of jumped in around the same time. I think you were a couple of weeks ahead of me, but yeah, we just made a fast connection. We did. We did. Um, I think I did like my first ever Facebook lives with you. Like we did yes. some guests. Our first ever? Yeah, well, I mean, I did like one live and then we were like, all right, let's do, let's do one together. Wow. That's cool to know. And I created all these like cute little marketing banners for us and yes. they were, so, it was such, those are such good times. Oh my Pure. Gosh, that was fun. We did. Pure. We did a great job. We really did. Fun. We really <laughs> did. And then Carrie um, has a really successful her Elevate with Carrie business, which you've since sold, right? Well, not the whole brand, but I sold the Wellness Collective, which is a a group program that has a lot of intellectual property and um, a whole a whole like you know, module sequence. And even the coaches that I trained went with the program and sold that part off. So it helps women learn how to um, intuitively eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's what I love about Carrie too. So I ended up hiring her working with you for six, like six months, six months, yeah, mm-hmm. six months. And so powerful. Uh, it was when my eczema started flaring up and the toxic mold. And there was like, so, I mean, I was going through like a huge activation during that time period. But what I also love about you and what I love about how you run your business is you've always had an end game strategy. In my opinion, like I see you as someone who's like, I'm selling that part. I'm I'm going on to the next thing and then I'm going to sell that and then I'm going to uplevel that and then I'm going to do this. Like you're a total visionary. Whereas like mm-hmm. most, I think most coaches get stuck in the industry of like, I have to sell this one thing and then get these clients and do this. And it's like, no, you're just like, there's I'm no that comes across. At first I was like, we're retiring the wellness collective, the end. And then I had a chat with Chris Harder and the DMs around, a part of his company, he sold off Fast Foundations. And I was like, yo, what are the, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what are the contractual terms that you you did this with? And I was like, huh, because the coaches in the Wellness Collective were like, we don't want this to end. But I also was like, this is where I end. Like I'm, this, this gets to be a part of what I do, but it feels so much different and more expansive. And mm-hmm. I was like, how can this live on? I was like, what if I sold the program? So I meditated. Someone came to mind. I reached out and she bought it. So Wow. Mm -hmm. And she's had a very successful launch. She had like an 8K day. She's charged the most she's ever charged. So I got to do both the somatic work and the mentorship with her. And I baked in um, like a coach client uh, rev share agreement. It was like a totally custom contract. It was really cool. Wow. You know, what's also cool is Carrie is a life path 33 in numerology. We looked up her numerology chart on our last call. She's a life path 33, which is one of the most rare master numbers that exists out there. And 33 is is really the unconditional love. It's the Christ consciousness code um, that requires only the bravest souls to walk with. Mm -hmm. And um, I really see you you know, just as the embodiment of, listen, 
it's like your coaching is like, listen, I'm this, I'm not going to let you just kind of skate through this experience. I'm going to, I can see you in your higher timeline. I can, I'm holding you to your highest vision and I'm going to invite you to meet me there and I'm going to hang there until you're ready. And you might kick and scream and that might feel really uncomfortable, but that's, it's such your gift and it's such your magic, especially in the intuitive eating world, which Molly is also very much in that's where she started her business was through mm. you know body transformation and it's turned into a, a completely evolutionized experience for your clients from the 90 day glow up all the way to now what she's launching woman on fire which is you know yeah. similarly it's like it's not just the intuitive eating it's so much more than that yeah yeah thank you for your work in that molly that's awesome yeah, you too. I mean, it's it's really I love speaking to people who are, you know, who have also created so much magic in that area and also really have experience for themselves and feel and see and know that it's tied to the base of everything. It's it's the foundational pieces of everything for women, their confidence, their self-trust what they're choosing in their lives, how they see themselves. It's everything. Yeah. 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 You know, we did an episode a couple of weeks back, which was a question from a listener around, you know, can you make money in coaching if you're not doing business coaching? And totally. And I actually think that Carrie, you know, is also a beautiful expander for you, Molly, in, mm-hmm. you know, what it looks like to not only have a very successful intuitive eating business, yeah, but to also expand beyond that. Yes. And, you know, make a fuck ton of money and, you know, support herself and her family and, um, and, and own, you know, the, the full embodiment of what loving yourself in that way can create in your life. Mm, yeah. Talk that's about integrity. Really, yeah. Yeah. It's really beautifully said and, um, is definitely even just hearing that as such an expander for me. Um, because I know that starting out in the realm and world of food and then all the layers and places that that leads to opens up avenues for more and more and more and more and to allow yourself to really go there and to claim more and more and more um yeah it's it's definitely a transition period I'm in right now and so it's really cool to yeah to be here with you to, to speak to you and to hear more. Yeah. What a fun place to be for you though, because that place of reinvention, but really yeah. it's just a coming together of all the tools you've been collecting along the way mm. and then just birthing it into the world in a way that like makes fucking sense to people that yeah. don't speak this language yet. Like the language of the body, yeah. the language of spirituality um, yeah. and, and, you know, finding what is it that they value if it's not going to be a number on the scale what is yes. it going to be that they value if it's not guaranteeing a specific ROI? Although those are results, right? Yes. Often. But how can yes. we break up? How, so how can we live in that paradox and then like market in that way? And that's, you know, that's a dance. I think that's always kind of shifting, especially the way that 
social media works and how people absorb and consume content now. Um, But also like really what people want, especially if they've maybe been burned by the coaching space before um, Mm. um, or they're, you know, becoming more educated as a buyer, if you will. Totally. 100%. Well, and also when we came on the scene in 2019, you know, like with the clients online and all of that, like, the coaching industry is night and day from what it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's as if we've lived this industry 10 times over between those, you know, what is that, four years of just being in the online space. It's how fast everything yeah. is moving and shifting and changing. Yeah, and even back in 2012 when I first came online with coaching, people were writing ebooks. People were doing like low ticket memberships. So I remember being like, I don't know, charging $75 max for custom coaching. And it was like, I'm going to need like hundreds more of these to (laughs) actually make a living. And I need to have more people than my mom liking my post, you know, like (laughs) not sustainable. Like how, what the hell? Well, that's like, um, that Kayla, the Kayla is Isines or whatever, the Greek, you know, Australian, Mm -hmm. it was like all eBooks and the like, get your body in 30 minutes or less, you know? And yeah. Yeah. So different. So unique. Well, and I think that's a beautiful, perfect bridge to the conversation, which we really want to bring here to this platform today, which is how are we all collectively coaches and clients responsible for moving the coaching industry forward in alignment Mm -hmm. and in integrity with our own personal value systems and also, you know, walking with, walking in our truth, walking in our power and, and not, how do I want to say this? It's almost like, how can I honor myself, honor the relationships I'm creating and also honor the invitation that this industry and the world is inviting all of us to rise, right? It's like the, it's like we're all being asked to rise, coaches and clients. And I think what we're seeing in a lot of ways is a backlash of coaches being responsible for moving the coaching industry forward. But there isn't a lot of talk and there isn't a lot of conversation happening around where the client's responsibility, the buyer's responsibility is in also moving the coaching industry forward. And a couple of the things that, you know, we are talking about here is how do we hold our clients responsible while we're also holding ourselves responsible for our part? You know, some of the things that were brought up and and I'll mention them in the space and then maybe you can riff on this a little bit, Carrie, is, you know, what happens when a client ghosts and doesn't pay? Or what happens when a client doesn't take a contract seriously or doesn't read it and then says, well, I didn't read the contract, so I didn't know that it was my responsibility. Or mm-hmm. what happens when a client, you know, steals your intellectual property and creates a copycat version of something that took you years to build and co-create? Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly being asked to um, hold ourselves to a higher standard, but are the coaches holding their clients to a higher standard and are their clients ready, you know, to be invited into that? Yeah. I mean, I think boundaries are loving and they also get to be firm. And I think that the, one of the mistakes people often make 
we'll talk, we'll speak from the, you know, what clients often I think can make is that just because it's a personal brand and there's someone personally behind it, that it doesn't have this business component, but like, then what's the point of having a contract? You know, like these are the agreed upon terms. This is the container we're stepping into and we're both signing this in agreement to this being the experience. And then what comes as a result of that is often out of our control, right? So there's certain, everyone has their hundred percent. So like, let's take the example of like, let's say a client continually shows up on a call and they're driving. I do somatic work. I do transformation work. That client is not in a space to receive coaching. So I would be a shitty coach if I didn't lovingly call that out and say, hey, like I'm re- I'm seeing that we're driving right now. Probably not a good time to close your eyes and do some somatic work, <laughs> right? Like that's not. And, and then on the other end, it's the coach's responsibility to show up and deliver what they say they're going to do. If I was driving the car and showed up trying to deliver a coaching call and I'm driving like, First of all, no fucking way. But also, like, can you imagine? So the same standard has to be met in the middle for both parties. And that's where their 100% and the other party's 100% meets in the middle for the 200%. Like, there has to be some agreement on what those highest, lowest standards are. Yeah. And I, I really think that's where contracts come in, too. But also, preframing the fuck out of your, especially, group containers, Yeah. Mm. I was just going to say that, you know, I was, you are such, you are so good at pre-framing an experience. And I think that it's come from lesson after lesson after lesson of learning, like what what is, what, you know, what needs to be drilled in and and how the stage needs to be set in a lot of ways. And I, I would actually love, because I know we have a lot of coaches that are listening, you know, that probably have never pre-framed a client experience mm-hmm. before or a group container or retreat space, you know, mm-hmm. what, what would you say to that coach and what, what would be some of the things that you would even recommend for them to use in a pre-framing conversation? Can you break that down for them a little bit? Yeah. So many great things here. And yes, unfortunately, many of these have been learned lessons where it's like, Ooh, I don't know if I managed expectations there. Where did my leadership not rise to the level of expectation within myself? Like how could I have led better and really pre-framed that in a way that was abundantly clear with invitational language, right? Not me, you know, tisk tisking. So first and foremost, I think there's definitely a need for becoming trauma informed. You don't have to be trauma trained. I am in the process of being trauma trained. It's a three-year program, but you trauma informed will tell you a lot. So let's talk about safety, especially if you're in the space of transformational coaching and you deliver intangible results, intangible results being something like you're going to feel better. You're going to be more confident. You're going to feel more embodied. You're going to be peaceful and powerful. What does that mean? Right? Especially to that person. Like we don't know like where they're coming from. We can do the best we can to attract a said avatar, but that's a subjective and internal experience. It's our job as the coach to absolutely create a container of relative safety. Relative safety means I'm not going to put you in physical danger. Like I'm not going to bring you into a burning building if I'm doing Mm -hmm. physical retreats. I'm going to do my best to protect, you know, the the environment that we're physically in. Um, I'm going to do my best to to screen people that come into the container that you're in in contact with. Like, for example, we're not going to have someone that has a sex offender record come to a retreat or whatever, right? So like those are ways that I would, pr- I would protect the container. 
But also understanding that when you're in the work of transformation, you are in many ways choosing to walk into the fire. And because of that, you are going to trigger people. They are going to be brought to their edge. And that is the definition of cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance meaning you will feel uncomfortable and there will potentially be an experience of lack of safety in your body because you've chosen to step into a space and work with a coach that's challenging what's comfortable to you and questioning your beliefs. And I'm going to hold you accountable to what it is that you say that you want. So when I speak to you and there are triggers and activation, know that that can be a very normal part, right? Becoming trauma-informed, trauma-trained, my job is to do a better job always and to continue my mentorship and learning as to how I can do that at the pace of somebody's nervous system so you don't bring them into overwhelm, right? Continuing to maintain relative safety, but I am not responsible 100% for their safety because anxiety lies about the experience of safety itself sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if I haven't been there within the edges of myself there. Mm-hmm. So I, I choose to go into that cave of courage myself and every client has a unique nervous system, has a unique experience. Then maybe the last place they feel like Molly for you, maybe the last place they feel safe is in their body. And here we're trying to connect them to it. And we're like, just meditate. And they're like, oh, you know, they've had this traumatic experience maybe. And they're like, that's the last fucking place I want to be. That's why I'm in your program. So just (laughs) knowing the edges, totally knowing the edges and reading people, even between what they're saying is like our job and we're human, right? Uh, And we can only know what we know in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it requires some feedback from the client, verbally, non-verbally, all the things. Um, So that's why we're responsible for relative safety, not 100% their internal experience of safety. Yeah. Mm. And maybe Molly can speak to that a little bit too. I know you work with women who are more new to a lot of this work and this language than maybe I do. I feel like I meet women farther along their transformation and healing journey where maybe they've walked through the fire five or a hundred times before they wind up in my, in my room, you know. And also I think the important piece about pre-framing too that we don't talk about is that it it kind of removes any opportunity for a client to put you on a pedestal as somebody who, you know, is the guru, the fix-all, the do-all, the be-all, and to be able to say, all the things that you said, and also the recognition of humanity, and I'm human, right? And I'm here to support you. And I'm always going to be meeting you in the arena, doing the absolute best I can in every single moment. And when we create that, right, it's like, I'm in it. I'm here. I'm, I'm on the ground floor with you. I'm not up here trying to like, you know, look down and teach you the thing. I'm creating invitations for you to rise and meet me. Um, yeah. Which I think is an important conversation, which, you know, is, necessary with where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that the the pre-framing piece around containers, especially group containers, has been probably one of my biggest learning places in in my business within especially the last year with moving more from like okay, like you know, talking about like food and habits to now getting into some of the deeper transformational work and, um, you know, what that can bring up for people like you're saying and, and framing that and, and really speaking into, 
because there used to be a part of me that would be like, oh, let's not like, let's not scare them and say these things. But it's actually like way more, creating way more safety and is benefiting both the coach and the client in the long term when these things are set up front, because then it's all bases covered. It's not like there are no, there's no leaky energy. There's no, there's no, well, what do I do here? It's like the, the person knows exactly what to do. And especially in the space of, you know, I've had clients who have been triggered in the spaces and not even necessarily, um, not even necessarily like different situations, but just the energy of being in a space of other women and, um, you know, getting triggered, feeling like they don't belong. Oh, some, nobody answered my, nobody, none of the other girls answered my message. And then, you know, wanting to leave the program because of it and all these different pieces that could come up within a group container in general, like let alone the work that's done inside the stories that come up around sisterhood and not belonging and feeling rejected, which are some of our core wounds as people, especially as women in these spaces who gather the courage to join a space. And it's also the coaches, the coach's job to inform, Hey, this might come up in this space because we're in a group of women. And it's also your responsibility. If something does come up, to address it head on so it doesn't become this bigger thing because I've had women who have like not shown up on calls for two weeks and then it's blown Mm -hmm. up into something bigger when it's really looking at like we're saying the opportunity for the coach and client to both rise in that space and you know when I was working with M still I was really working through one of like the, the biggest situations I had um gone through with a client and the triggering that was happening and really meeting my own pieces of like not taking the languaging she was using towards me personally and really saying, I see you, I, you know, I can hold and being able to, to hold for both. Like I'm hearing the things that you're saying and I'm hearing you're triggered and I'm hearing these are the wounds that are coming up. And this is um, how the the feelings that are being created for you. Um, and I can, I am here to also coach you through this because it's not just the work that we're doing inside the container around transforming your life. It's these pieces specifically that are coming up. It's all for you. And really being able to see it as it's all for you and it's all for me as the coach and it's all for you and you as the coach. It's for all of us, um, I think are all just such important pieces. And there are pieces that are really unknown territory until we are faced with them. Yeah. Group dynamics is a whole other ball of wax because you've mm-hmm. got social constructs, you know, you've got collective wounds, you have group dynamics and it can shake out to be somewhat interesting sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. the stories that we make up. And so um, something we we talk about in our preframe is if we don't hear anything, we just assume everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So know that. And, and we're inviting you into taking responsibility for speaking up about what's real for you. Um, and yeah, we can happily support you through and with that. Um, but also saying we create courageous spaces where, um, it is meant to challenge your beliefs. It is meant to be, um, 
probably an uncomfortable situation and know that that is a pretty normal experience when you're doing growth because you're choosing to live on the edge. Mm. Something I think most coaches don't do, and I wish I had this foresight, is you know when you're in coaching and you're like maxed out for your one-on-ones, you're like, oh, well, the next step is to like scale my time. So I'm going to take all those people and put them in a group. And then like nobody thinks about, well, wait a minute, how the fuck do I do a group program where now I've got all of these things and these moving parts, like pre-framing and saying what we know as coaches to be somewhat built into our foundational practices now at this point, but other people come in and they're like, what does aligned mean? What do you mean when you say holding space? Why are you being awkward and just being quiet and staring at me? You know, like in the holding space, right? They don't know these things. So we talk about all that. Hey, you're going to notice that I'm going to shut up sometimes and I'm just going to awkwardly hold the space. It's going to feel awkward, especially if you're used to filling the space with words. What comes up for you? It's really an invitation for me to be present and to open the floor. Know that. Right. Or there's going to be moments in the program where you're like, is this even working for me? This is weird. Totally normal. I'm going to invite you to lean in. Woo being the window of opportunity. So these are things that I speak into now because of all the learnings. But then beyond that, like having a group of coaches where you guys can have what we call in SDP, somatic experiencing practitioner training, case consults. So groups of coaches that are not affiliated in business meet and talk about different client situations to get support from other coaches dealing with other client situations. Love and you that. can have feedback. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that would be so important. Well, and what are some other ways too that you might invite a coach to call their client forward if they're seeing some of these dynamics playing out? you know, or you're there, you're seeing, you know, a client ghosting and they've missed a couple payments or, you know, what are some, what are some tangible pieces that you might give a coach who's experiencing this and maybe they haven't pre-framed, you know, or maybe they haven't taken the time and they're smack dab in the middle of the coaching container. And they're, this conversation is now just coming into their awareness which they can bring into the next round, right? But what happens when someone's smack dab in the middle and they feel like I'm losing them, right? Or people mm-hmm. are falling away and, you know, what would you say to them? What would be something tangible you could give them? Yeah, and we teach this inside my Somatic Success Academy, not necessarily from the coach-client dynamic, but really what we're talking about here is conscious communication. So first we want to ask for permission. Hey, I'm noticing a pattern. Are you open to me sharing some feedback about that? Mm-hmm. Right. So we offer up permission and then hopefully and most times they often say, yeah, like I'm open. Okay, great. What I'm noticing is X, Y, Z. Is that accurate? Getting validation now. Right. Am I I far off or is that would you say an accurate reflection to you? Mm. Like, no, that's accurate. Cool. Well, if I would love to support you with that. Um, I'm curious, leading with curiosity now. How would that look for you? Let's hop on a call. Maybe just chat through some things um, because I'd really love to see you get the support that you need so that we can work through this and that it doesn't become something that holds you back ultimately from what you've expressed you actually want. So permission um, was the second one I did. It was permission, validation, 
and then curiosity, but always leading with curiosity, period, because otherwise we're coming from making up our own story, Hmm. right? The client goes, oh, no, they hate my program. (gasps) Did I do something? Did I do something wrong? Right? And then we go into like fawn response, people pleasing. So we got to check our nerve system too. Totally. But at the end of the day, coach and client, it's just two nervous systems sitting together. We're all human. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I really had to sit with my people pleaser, you know, in some very difficult conversations, group dynamics, you know, I had a, um, I had a person in a container who was very triggering and activating for multiple other people in that container. Um, and you know, multiple women, coming to me. Mm. And I had to really, you know, have a separate conversation, which everything in me was like, you know, I was, <laughs> I was navigating my, like, I want them to like me and I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And, you know, like I had that piece. And then I had the piece of like, and you're responsible for the entirety of this container. And that means yeah. I'm willing to sit with your discomfort enough to, you know, and it was such medicine for me. So that's the other thing that I always like to view all of these things through the lens of, you know, it's all divine and it's all medicine. There's medicine in it for both, right? So there's medicine in it for the client that I'm getting to call forward. And there's also medicine in it for me, asking me and inviting me into deeper, you know, a deeper spiral of my own healing, which then perfectly expands my capacity to hold for more, um, people, women in these spaces. Um, so, you know, it's, this is such a good conversation and not being had enough, you know, it's all coaches wrong, coaches wrong, coaches wrong, but what, and, and again, there's no right or wrong, but it's like, what, where can we start calling the whole industry forward? And that means both 100% coach and client responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're speaking to a really beautiful part of integrity, which is relative safety, right? You were like, listen, the way we stepped into this group and now there's like things shifting, it's like building a, keeping a sandcastle made, but it's out of wet sand. And you're like, I got to address this because now it's threatening the relative safety of the container. Yeah. And there's going to be things like that that unfold, right? And like, sometimes we've never been there with clients or group dynamics. We're like, shit, how do I handle this? hundred percent. Well, and, you know, put women in a retreat space, oh, God. living in a house together. <laughs> And then go give them a bunch of medicine. <laughs> yeah, it's all intention, right? Of course, totally. Right. Like, but yeah. joking aside, it's like, you know, we're, what I'm also seeing, and this is in numerology, it's a collective seven years. So we're seeing a lot more spiritual spaces, programs, retreats, opportunities coming online without the relative safety being the bedrock for them building these containers on top of. And I, unfortunately, I think that we're going to see more than not shadow sides of the industry coming forward with people who don't know how to sit with their own nervous system or sit with their own shadow or be with their own discomfort, um, you know, and are trying to build these, huge experiences, which with the pure intention of wanting to do good in the world, um, but not having the right tools or capacity within themselves to really show up and hold that space from the space of, of safety. 
And that is a challenge, right? You know, especially with transformation work. Like I said before, you are choosing to walk into the fire. I have chosen to walk into the fire in many ways. Some lessons I've had have been pretty harsh, pretty, I felt blindsided by them, if I'm being honest. And you only know what you know until you know it. And then you do better. And that's the healing, right? So if you're committed to growth as a coach, get a fucking mentor that's done what you've done. Go get the counsel. Seek the consult support from other coaches that are doing the same thing as you and just learn, absorb, do better because now you know better. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is the healing. Um, I, th another thing that I've also started doing because I noticed in group containers, you know, you're, you're leading people to their edge. That's the purpose of growth as where growth happens. Transformation occurs in the liminal space and, when we do that, there is also um, a very curated experience that I am doing. I, every exercise is intentional. Every question I ask, every conversation over breakfast, every group or partner or singular one-on-one -on -one dynamic is all intentional. And so I don't allow pitching or I don't, I don't allow any um, sales to be made from other people coming into that space. Because the minute you try to get something from someone else that you are in the circle with, you've left your ability to be coached and you've left what I call the receptivity zone because now you're posturing. How can I get something from this? I'm going to be the expert in XYZ. It doesn't even have to be the same thing. The other thing is, you know this information only because you've been part of a courageous space that was curated to have this experience of releasing and shame and being vulnerable and then to use that information, again, a lot of this is unconscious, but to use that information then to close people, you know, and assign new clients, your lead pool is not the people that you're in a circle with at that retreat. Mm -hmm. It's just not, especially the transfer. So to me, that is also maintaining relative safety. You're not going to be pitched to by a current attendee here. Yeah. And there's yeah. a year. We have a year um, after you're in an experience like that. Yeah. Important and powerful. Um, yeah, we, safety is our number one top priority at all of our retreats is creating a space where women can feel safe to go to the places where they don't feel safe. Right. And we can't have those experiences and go to that depth if we haven't laid that foundation, you know, and pre-framed the experience and for the women to know to the best of their knowledge, what to expect. Um, you know, I think another thing that's important to, to speak to as well, especially as these spiritual spaces are being cultivated, is some of the bypassing language that we're also seeing come up, you know, where, um, yeah, I mean, I'll speak to our very first retreat experience. We had someone come to the retreat. This was a year ago. And, um, the third day we were in integration after doing the deep work the night before. And she said, I feel complete. And, um, you know, and, and again, I take full responsibility. The leadership takes full responsibility for our part in that experience. You know, we learned a lot. There was deep medicine in that for us. I was, she came over to me. I was in deep process with another woman. I should have had her walked over to another one of the leaders and held in that space. 
And, um, you know, she was expressing to me that she felt complete and in a great space and she wanted to just go off and do her own thing and to a hotel. It was a whole situation. And we were breaking for lunch and right. And it was like, maybe we needed more hands on deck and all the things. And then next thing we knew, she was gone, called an Uber and left. And, um, then wanted a refund, partial refund for the time that she had left the retreat. Mm -hmm. And we really had to hold her in, I love you and no, you know? Well, and that's where it's like, I'm a personal brand and I'm a person running this and creating this experience, but it, and it's also a business because otherwise what's the point of the contracts? If we both can't step into agreement that this is what we're entering with. Yeah. These are the highest, lowest standards. <laughs> hundred percent. Well, especially when you're running retreats, retreats are a different deal. You know, you're the yeah. money that you invested was already eaten up by the chef about six months ago. So I don't know where you want <laughs> me to pull that, that partial refund out and hand it back to you. Right. It's gone. Yeah. People have been paid. It's not a fucking e-bite, you know, to the no. bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> Come get also, your beer and pizza. <laughs> I really hate bowling. Those shoes are god awful. <laughs> It's so good. But maybe you want to speak to that too. You know, when clients say like, this no longer feels in alignment for me, or, you know, I feel sure. complete with this contract because I also think coaches are feeling stuck in those conversations yeah. and not knowing how mm -hmm. to navigate that topic when what they want is the most transformation for their client. But what they also don't want is, um, you know, to have their client complete before they're actually ready and I think sometimes they feel like they're not equipped with the right questions or tools to navigate those hard conversations. It really does start up front, which is what baseline standards are you inviting your clients into? Let's say you have a group program and you offer weekly calls. And out of that package, there's going to end up being 12 calls. What if, they only, what if that client only shows up for two calls and they're like, I feel complete. I don't think this is the right program I want to refund. And it's at the end of the program. Everything's been fill, fulfilled. They've already gotten access to the modules, all the IP, the intellectual property, but they've only showed up to two live calls. But they, so then how do you measure that if there hasn't been an invitation into like, here's the baseline to be considered for a refund, which I'm happy to do, right? I can always be better. I can always take a look in the mirror and say like, hmm, where is my learning here? But did you show up to do your part? Where's your 100% at? Right. If there's an issue or you're triggered, did you speak up? Did you ask for support? So it's inviting the client in from the beginning and having the coach be clear on, I really think that a client needs to show up for 10 of those 12 calls in order to get to definitely have transformation. Like, what is that baseline? What about the modules? Do you log into Kartra or wherever you're hosting your IP and see their progress? What if someone does like a, you know, cancel culture post about you. And they're like, I didn't get anything from this program. And you log in and you see they never logged into the Kartra. Well, yeah, no wonder you didn't fucking show up. Where mm -hmm. were you? You know, so I can invite you in, but like what, what happens when the client doesn't show up? Right. And on the other end, what happens when a client show, signs up for something and then they're not getting what it is that was said or promised. That's another issue. So like, are you mm -hmm. in alignment? fully with being in integrity. I think that's huge, but mm -hmm. it does start with like that outline of, okay, what's the, what's the bare minimum the client needs to get transformation and how can you get the most out of the program? And I would invite you to even have a whole module, a whole 
frame, a whole call about here's how you get the most out of this program. Mm -hmm. You need to show up for 10 out of 12 calls. You need to complete 14 of the 15 modules. If you can't catch the live calls, you need to have watched all the recordings, right? Or something. If you, out of all the worksheets out of 50 of them, have completed 40. Something that just says, like, you can guarantee the client has done that. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done their share and they're like, you know what? It's still not working. Okay, you know what? Let's have a conversation. Clearly, something is going on with my program here. Yeah. Mm. And I think so often coaches really do have a great intention of changing lives. And it's just like, because they don't know. They don't know how to frame something. They don't know how to invite their client into the baseline um, of getting transformation. Uh, and so then, results suffer, uh, communication falters, and then it's like, oh, it's a scam, <laughs> right? That's like the mm-hmm. first thing that cli- mm-hmm. some clients you'll see will say. Um, and you're like, well, hold on. I think it was just a miscommunication because it was ne- never my intention to do that. So it's really just getting clear on what are those, what are those things? Because yes, maybe they do feel complete and I'm so happy that you got what you came for and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be a really irresponsible coach if I didn't speak about what's coming up here. Because mm-hmm. in my experience, when someone says that, and I could be wrong, it means blank, blank, and blank, right? Mm-hmm. And so kind of calling that out lovingly. Mm-hmm. What would you say to some of the coaches that are maybe just getting started in the industry who are coming into a world where she's a scam. It's a scam. They're taking my money, blacklisting, you know, being cut out of the industry is more the norm than it ever has been before. And Mm. coaches who are maybe experiencing their own trepidation and fear of Mm. putting their work out into the world and, um, you know, facing potentially the ultimate rejection. Yeah. I think there's always a fear because people have lots of courage behind a keyboard that they're going to just do a smear campaign. You know, you can have, you can have that in your contracts or clients that work with you, you know, cannot actually smear your name. One coach, uh, it was a client of mine. She's a lawyer. Her, one of her business coaches actually won a lawsuit against a client that was lying and smearing her name all through the mud and was like, you can't do that. That's defamation of character. So you have to be careful, right? Cancel culture has like the other end, which is like, you actually can't do that. Mm-hmm. And and also based on what? Again, if someone's going to go write the post about, I didn't get the value out of this program, did they log in? Did they do the work? Did they show up to live calls? Like, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. What, where are we coming from with this feedback? So um, people coming in, have hire, hire a lawyer or get a template. I've got a person for you. Her name is Sarah Waldbuser. She's a former client of mine. She does templated contracts. It makes it so easy to just know these are the baseline agreements that we're stepping into. So have contracts to protect yourself. The other is, what do you know based on your level of experience and expertise is actually going to create transformation for that client? How are they going to get the most value out of the program? Put that in your contract and do a whole module and a call about that. Mm-hmm. Walk them through it. Don't assume they know anything yeah. because you're also anchoring it in for yourself and know that there are going to be people when you choose to do transformation work that you're going to piss off 
that are going to be upset and that are going to be more committed to having a story about the villain that you are so that they can stay in victim consciousness and because every every victim needs a villain and like sometimes it's just going to happen right even when you're coming from a good place even when you've got a really good heart and then the last part would be to hire a very specific coach that does exactly what it is you're trying to create you want to create a group program hire a coach that does group programs They'll help you with pre-framing. They'll help you with seeing the blind spots. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I feel like a lot of these things, it's funny. Um, you know, like on the on a tag or on a box, it'll be like, do not iron clothing while iron is on. And you're like, well, no shit. But like that's on there because someone fucking did that. Okay. That <laughs> is on the disclaimer for a reason. Because someone decided not to take their clothes off and iron their clothing while the iron is hot and they're still wearing it. So... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you just gotta, you can't assume. Cover every base possible. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and this is also, this is also how we as coaches hold our, call ourselves forward and hold ourselves to a higher standard is taking the time to go through the contract to, uh, to go through client expectations, to go through your own training programs and modules that you've created to, you know, get client feedback and feed forward and take that and implement it for, you know, strengthening the transformations that you're committed to creating, you know? So again, I think that the magic of this conversation is it's not a one-sided job. It no. is not only the coach's job. It is not only the client's job to, move this industry forward. There is no one person responsible for that. And it requires all of us to do better, to be better and to be committed to our 100% transformation. This is what I'm hearing you say. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe the most important conversation we've had to date. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I think that you, you just, you have to be committed to doing your own healing work as a coach. First and foremost. Anytime I've noticed some of these harder lessons that have occurred, I didn't, I had a gap in mentorship, mm-hmm. right? I was like, I'm stuck. I can self-coach. Let's take a little break. And it was like, Ooh, you know what? There's really something powerful about having someone to be the neutral mirror and to just, and again, if you can't afford mentorship, it's not, a, I'm not coming from the space of saying you always have to have a mentor. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is have support. So whether you do case consults with other coaches that are doing what you're doing and you, and you can share these stories where you're like, gosh, I thought it was just me that was having people that just ghosted at a retreat or like, you know, were triggered and left the group chat like Molly, like they left the group chat because people didn't respond to them and they made up a story they're being ignored. So it's like, Ooh, okay, this happens. How did, how did you navigate that? I'm curious. Oh, okay. I'm, you know, and you just learn from each other. Yeah. Mm. I love that so much. Anything else you want to add, Molly? No, I think this is one of like, like I'm said, probably like the most powerful conversation that we've had. And I really, you know, I'm even learning a lot through this conversation because I also coach a lot of women who are really suffer with perfectionism and all or nothing mentality. And so I'm even noticing the ways where maybe I've consciously or unconsciously put less pressure on them to like to show up fully because I've wanted to help them step out of that story and be like you can show up and it doesn't have to but it's like 
where is that coming from within me? And is that actually Mm -hmm. fully serving them? And how can I hold the energy of both where they can show up for 10 out of 12 calls and they can complete 14 out of the 20 trainings and they don't have to do it from an energy of perfectionism and all or nothing mentality because that's where I can support them in. So that's really a powerful piece that so many pieces I took away from what you shared, but that piece too of like not wanting to, not wanting to, especially with women who in my world have done a million diets and plans and all these things that create so much pressure in their body. And so I've wanted to, I'm just noticing the different ways that I've tried to support them in that and so many ways that I have successfully and where I could also be keeping them still playing small and in that story. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And there's a, there's a really beautiful loving way to invite somebody into growth where they get to choose it at a pace that feels safe and comfortable for them while also Mm -hmm. still choosing discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Oh God. I don't know what I said. Um, (laughs) There is a, a really beautiful and loving way to call them out, but to invite them into growth so that they're choosing it for themselves. They're choosing discomfort for themselves. There's something very different about that versus you need to do better. And listen, I've been guilty of this because I want I want my clients to get value and transformation from programs. But where it has shifted in energy is it comes across as me, you know, tisk tisking and like, you know, almost like they're in trouble. And that's mm. not invitational language. That from that space, that's criticism. It's not feedback that's constructive. And so ugh, like, I don't want that in my energetic and resonant field either. And so we can invite them in a way that they get to choose the discomfort for themselves. But it also acknowledges like, I see where perfectionism has like totally served you. And I see where it hasn't felt safe to actually be you for who you really are. And so is that something you're willing to explore with me? Right. We just acknowledge and then we ask yeah. and then they get to choose being uncomfortable for themselves every step yeah. of the way. Yeah. Well, I love what you said about like, there's a pace that they can do it where it's maintaining safety mm-hmm. as they're exploring those places and where they're still riding their edge yes. or they can choose to ride their edge in it. That's exactly. really, really powerful language. Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. So good. So delicious. It's been such a gift having you on and sharing your wisdom. And I told everybody, it was like, y'all are going to love Carrie. She's amazing. (laughs) So how can women just, how can they work with you? How can they know you? How can they, how can they be a part of what you've got going on? Yeah. Um, Elevate with Carrie, K-E-R-I.com is the best place to find me. We've got several programs. They're all I like to think of my business model as a circle. So you can enter the circle anywhere, wherever you feel the level of support best meets you. You can travel the circle. You can do all the things. You can do one of the things and pop out and you're complete. Um, But we have everything from uh, self-paced meditations that are created specifically for female leaders um, all the way to in-person retreats and then the Somatic Success Academy, which helps 
train your nervous system as a female leader because more regulated leaders means basically helping spread regulation through our followers and, and the ways in which we work with our teams and our clients. So it's all different ways. It just really depends on what that client is looking for, but you can find it all on the website. Mm. And where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, at I am Carrie Ford. Amazing. And we'll have all the links in our bio. So you guys can just scroll on down. Yeah. Um, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening it on listening to it on Spotify or Apple, you can go ahead and um, click all the all the amazing links and go give Carrie a follow. Go check out her website. I know she's got an incredible retreat coming up. Um, no, just so many incredible opportunities to to be a part of what you have going on. And I speak from you know client experience of feeling so held in your space and mm-hmm. also simultaneously challenged and called the fuck forward. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, and so it would, good. would it be supportive if I provided a link to um, those legal templates for people that are maybe just starting out? I mean, I have found those useful at any level. I think I yes. might have a discount code too. So if I have that, I can give that yes. to you guys. Too. Amazing. So good. Get yourself a legal template, get yourself a discount code, and start doing the shit right. <laughs> Do not iron your clothes while you're still wearing them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, being our first official female guest. What a gift. What an honor. You are so exquisite. Yeah. Thank I love you. it. Yeah. Always learning, always going deeper. And I hope that somebody somewhere found some value in any of this. So always. Yes. Thank you. I know we did. So win-win. Yay. Oh, thank you. See you on the next one.